Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. The field is set for the state track and field championships as divisional meets across Montana played out over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. At the Western AA Divisional in Missoula, the Sentinel boys have the inside track for a third straight state championship. The Clump Twins helped carry the Spartans to a narrow team victory over Kalispell Glacier. Drew Clump, who will play football at the University of Montana next year, won the 110 hurdles and placed second in the 300-meter hurdles. Tanner Clump, who will run cross-country and track at Minnesota next year, placed second in the two-mile and third in the mile in a very competitive field. Other divisional champions from Sentinel included Carson Bites in the 200, Brady Kolendich in the 400, Colin Shawls in the 800, and Danny Sermon in the discus as the Spartans outlasted Glacier by 1.5 points. The Sentinel girls won the state titles in 2018 and 2021, but Helena High won the Western AA Divisional for this season. Sentinel was second. Helena standout senior Odessa Zentz, who will run at National Powerhouse Northern Arizona next year, posted victories in the 200, 400, and 800 meters, helped the Bengals to 150 54 points, 63 more than the Spartans. Helena's Kylie Hartnett, who's bound for Utah next year, won the two-mile and placed second behind Hellgate's Kenzie May in the mile. Sentinel senior Brooks Stainer won the long jump and took second in the 100-meter hurdles to pace the Spartans. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
Man, I've been grooving on Kev Mo. I don't know how I stumbled upon it. I'm actually one of those guys that has like been the most averse to the new ways of listening to music. Just because I'm a big record guy, I'm big. I got a big vinyl collection. I got an even bigger CD collection. That's compact discs for your kid, you kids out there that have no idea what's going on besides the world of Spotify. But I do love the part about streaming services where you can kind of just trip down the rabbit hole. You start listening to some Marcus King, and then you're listening to some Johnny Lang, and then you're listening to some uh, Keb Mo. That's how I got there. He's groovy, man. Hopefully you're having a groovy Monday. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? It was the Montana Basketball Hour. We were supposed to talk basketball, football, track, but we just talked basketball because it was an interesting conversation. So some big news around the Big Sky Conference, several pieces actually. Randy Ray retires as the head coach of Weber State. Gina Markson, an all-league point guard at Idaho, is transferring to Montana and the roster overturns for both the Cats and the Grizz men's basketball teams are, if they're not completely complete, they are inching toward their completion. You can find all of that dialogue between myself, Coulter Nuanas, and Andrew Houghton, our guy in the back, on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, Sportsbet Montana, and The Advocates. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're actually going to talk some high school stuff first, and then we'll talk some NBA playoffs here about 5.30. So just kind of switching up the uh, the order of operation here because I do want to get to a lot of this postseason prep stuff. So first, uh, let's talk about the um, upcoming postseasons. First of all, you heard it there in the Sports Center, but we have a couple more spring sports in the books we went over the uh, small school golf tournaments last week, so you find that on the podcast. We also had tennis champions at the BC level crowned. It's Missoula Loyola once again. Both boys and girls win the BC state tennis championships, so uh, we'll have some follow-up with those athletes and coaches here, but congratulations to the Rams and the Breakers for repeating as BC state champions in tennis. And this upcoming weekend, Memorial Day weekend, we have our final postseasons of the academic school year. Crazy how time flies, but very fun. Let's take a look first. This is our prep extra presented by Farmers State Bank. Let's take a look first at the uh, high school softball brackets. So, Class AA State Tournament is here in Missoula. You have uh, six qualifying teams from each, the East and West. So for those keeping track at home, we now have 16 Class AA teams. So 12 of them make it to the state tournament. So here is how round one looks on Thursday. First of all, here's the teams that get buys. The Eastern AA champion is Billings Senior. They take the one seat out of the East. The Western AA champion is Helena Capital. They take the one seat out of the West. The two seat out of the East is Billings West. And the two seat out of the West is Missoula Sentinel. So those are your four teams that have buys. The first round will play out like this. Butte 
which is the fourth seed out of the West, will take on Billings Skyview, which is the five seed out of the East. That game takes place at 11 a.m. Field one. This is all taking place at the Missoula Softball, the Fort Missoula, excuse me, Softball Complex. A very cool, great facility down there at the Fort. So uh, Fort Missoula hosting the Class AA State Tournament. So we have two games at 11 o'clock. It's Butte versus Billings Skyview, and then Great Falls CMR versus Kalispell Glacier. Then at one, you have Belgrade, the four seed out of the east, taking on Missoula Big Sky, the five seed out of the west. And then the five, the other uh, one o'clock game is Helena High, the third seed out of the west, against Great Falls, the sixth seed out of the east. A side note on prep softball, and uh, always tough when you have to talk about this sort of stuff. We're not going to give any commentary on it other than to just say happy trails. But Dennis Staves, who was the longtime head coach of the Missoula Big Sky Girls softball team and a guy who won multiple state championships at Big Sky, coached some of the best teams the Eagles have ever had, he passed away over the weekend. So um, a great member of the softball community here in the city of Missoula. And uh, I didn't get details in terms of... um, what happened or how old he was. I know he was a little older, but regardless, a guy who is very impactful in the prep softball world, Dennis Staves, former Missoula Big Sky coach, uh, passed away over the weekend. So then back to the AA State Tournament, the winner of Butte Skyview will play senior at 3 p.m., and the winner of CMR Glacier will play Sentinel at 3 p.m., and then the winner of Belgrade Big Sky will play Capital at 5, and the winner of Helena Great Falls will play Billings West at 5 and then you have a variety of uh, loser-out games and, and all of that. And then uh, double elimination tournament all the way until we have first, second, third, and fourth place trophies handed out. So that's what the double uh, A tournament looks like uh, here uh, in Missoula. The Class A state tournament is down in Hamilton uh, Thursday through Saturday. And the top seeds in the Class A tournament are Columbia Falls out of the Northwest, Billing Central out of the Southeast, Haver out of the Northeast, and what do you know it? Of course, Frenchtown out of the Southwest. The other teams in the field include Lewistown, Livingston, Corvallis, Ronan, Polson, Butte Central, Laurel, and Glendive. So that's your Class A bracket. And then the BC State Tournament is taking place in Lewistown. So a uh, v- stacked field here uh, includes Florence Carlton, who's been a perennial power at the Class B-C level. Cut Bank and Valier have a co-op. Columbus, Absorkey, and Park City have a co-op. Manhattan is in the field. Shepard is in the field. Ennis, St. Ignatius, R. Lee, and Charlo have a co-op. And Conrad Shoto have a co-op. So there's your small school B.C. Uh, state tournament. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. All right, let's talk some track and field. We'll start with high school track and field and transition into a River City Runners presented by Zootown Sports Cards of Missoula. Zootown Sports Cards has a brand-new location. They're just open now. I think I think today is the first day they are officially open. They're located now in the Stevens Center. That's 2100 Stevens Avenue. They're in Suite 102. So go check out the new digs there. Zootown Sports Cards, great place uh, to find any sort of collectible, particularly trading cards of all sports. Um, I like to go in there, look at all the singles, and 
look at some of those 90s and 2000s basketball players. That, that gives me great nostalgia. Always fun to look through those. Our guy Andrew, our producer, he's been looking at the soccer cards. He's got some sweet soccer cards in the back. Stevens Avenue, Stevens Center, 2100 Stevens Avenue, Suite 102, Zootown Sports Cards, proud to present River City Runners. The Western AA Divisionals played out in Missoula this last weekend. The Sentinel Boys, the champions by a whisker. The Helena Girls, the champions by a landslide. Sentinel outlasts Kalispell Glacier on the boys' side by 1.5 points. But the Spartans, they're gunning for their third straight Class AA state title. They won it in 2019 and 2021. There wasn't one in 2020. So even though it'll be their third in four years, it will still be their third straight uh, on the boys' side. But Sentinel just gets by Glacier for the boys' team title. And then Helena, they win the girls' divisionals in Western AA by 63 points over Sentinel. So a great effort by the Helena girls. Great depth shown by the Sentinel boys. They had a, a handful of champions, to be sure. Um, they got a first place from Brady Colin Ditch in the 400, a first place from Colin Shaw's in the 800 meters. Drew Clough won the 100 or the 110 hurdles, excuse me, and got second in the 300 hurdles. Danny Sermon won the discus, and uh, Jarek Woods came in third in the discus, but it was more the, the the middle placing point scorers. That's what pushes you over the top, and that's what helped them outlast Kalispell Glacier. Carson Bites won the 200, but also finished third in the 100 meters and was on the gold medal winning 4 by 100 team. Joseph Sakachi scored points in the 200, the 400, and was on the second place 4 by 400 team. Easton Ledbetter was fourth in the 100, seventh in the 200, and was also on that sprint relay team. And uh, Tanner Klumpf picked up third place in the mile and second place in the two-mile. So that's the way you do it. Zach Cruz also, he was third in the javelin and fifth in the triple jump. That's what it takes to win these team titles is, I mean, a a whole avalanche of first places is going to get you there, but it's more picking up those points with the thirds, the fourths, the fifths, the sixes, and scoring points in a variety of areas and having guys score points in a variety of different events. So that gets Sentinel their Western AA Divisional title. On the girls' side, it was an avalanche for Helena High, and their girls are really good. They go into the Class AA state meet this upcoming week in Butte as one of the favorites. I think that Sentinel's probably a distant third in terms of the pre-meet scoring there for the uh, AA girls' meet, and maybe even fourth. I think it's going to be Billings West and Helena High. West was dominant on the girls' side at, at the Eastern AA Divisionals, and Helena High dominant on the girls' side of the Western AA Divisionals. Odessa Zents, who's on her way to Northern Arizona next year, she had the trifecta, the 200 meters, the 400 meters, and the 800 meters. Very impressive by her. The Todorovich sisters are names to certainly remember um, on the track and field scene in Montana. One's a freshman, one's a sophomore. And they scored a boatload of points. Kylie Hartnett, also of Helena High, she also was really, really good, winning the two-mile and scoring some points in the other uh, distance races. So Helena High beats Sentinel by 63 points. It was a lighter load from Brooke Stainer, the phenomenal University of Montana-bound star for Sentinel who uh, placed in and scored points in five different events at the Class AA state meet last year, including winning three of them. 
Stainer only participated in a couple events at divisionals, probably because she's pre-qualified in a couple other events. She did uh, win the long jump and um, came in um, second in uh, the 110 hurdles. So that impressive by her, but I, th- I expect her to have a, a heavier load at the state meet next week, and maybe that'll get some more points for the Sentinel girls. But other than that, no individual victories by Sentinel. And that's interesting because Sentinel's girls were the champions in AA in 2018 and 2021. So they're gunning for their third out of the last four, while the Spartan boys are going for their third straight. And so it's, it's just sort of atypical to look at the standings and not see some of the uh, top Spartans uh, atop the standings. Glacier got outstanding performances from Caleb Bernhardt, who won the long hurdles and was second to Drew Klump in the short hurdles. Sam Ellis also had an outstanding meet. He swept the mile and the two-mile, which is no small feat, but he was running outstanding times in both. So that, that'll that be something to watch because Drew Klump's twin brother, Tanner, is one of the best runners in the state, but he's been afflicted by mono all spring. So he uh, is just now getting back. He's on his way to Minnesota, so he's a Big Ten caliber runner. But Sam Ells and... Uh, Tanner Clump and Phineas Colescott of Missoula Hellgate. Those three are all really, really good uh, in the mile and the two miles. So expect that those to be pretty good uh, races. As I mentioned on the girls' side in the Eastern AA Divisionals, West dominated. Jaden Wolf continues to set the pace as one of the best sprinters in the state. The Montana State-bound senior ran 12.08 seconds in the 100 meters. Taylee Chirik. Also had some great performances in the sprints. She goes first place in both the 200 and the 400 for West. And Haley Coey, she continues her outstanding spring as well. She gets first place in the 100-meter hurdles, the long jump, and the triple jump for Billings West. Haley Burns, one of the only girls that's going to be able to keep pace with some of those aforementioned Kylie Hartnett, Kenzie May of Missoula Hellgate. Both those young ladies went under five minutes in the mile, which is incredibly impressive time for high school females. But Haley Burns, she might be able to keep pace. She was the uh, Eastern AA champion in the mile. So that'll be a race to watch this upcoming weekend as well. And a couple other outstanding performances for the West boys who also won the Eastern AA title included Taco Dowler, who's headed to Montana State to play football. He wins the 100 meters and also was second in the long jump. In the prelim times, Dowler and Reed Harris both went under 11 seconds uh, in the 100 meters. And then uh, it gets to the finals, and Clint Ambule comes back out out of Billings West, and he wins the gold. So uh, a really fast 100 meters on the eastern side of things. I expect the 100-meter final for the boys uh, at the AA meet to be very impressive. And uh, the other two individual champions for Billings West included Isaiah Clonch, who was an outstanding quarterback for the um, Golden Bears. He wins, wins the uh, boys' javelin, and Jacob Anderson uh, the champion in the shot put. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. It's our River City Runners presented by Zootown Sports Cards. How about some collegiate track and field? The NCAA West Regionals begins this weekend, and you have six Montana Grizzlies, 17 Montana State Bobcats headed to the NCAA West Regionals. Here's the list of the record-setting, school record, by the way, 17 qualifiers for Montana State. On the boys' side, they're sending 12 of them. 
Crispy and Keeney will run the 800 meters on Wednesday evening, 6.50 p.m. Cantor Coverdale will throw the javelin starting Wednesday at 1 p.m. Ian Fosdick will triple jump on Friday. Duncan Hamilton, who, by the way, a Bozeman product who's a junior in Montana, say he takes the top time in the NCAA West Regional, the entire region. He takes the top time in the steeplechase. So that will be one to watch. That's at 4.40 p.m. on Friday. Cooper Hoffman will also be in the javelin along with Coverdale. Alex Nearing, who's a, Ma- a Manhattan product, will compete in the shot put on Wednesday. Derek Olson, a Helena Capital product, will compete in the 110 hurdles. Ben Perrin, who hails from Kalispell, will compete in the men's 5,000 meters. That's on Friday. Matthew Rickman will compete in the 10,000 meters on Wednesday at 8.10 p.m. And Drake Schneider, who joined us last week on this exact segment, segment, River City Runners, he will run in the 400-meter prelims Wednesday at 7.20 p.m. He has the ninth-best qualifying time in the entire field after setting a Big Sky record. First guy to ever go sub-50 seconds in the long hurdles. And then Levi Taylor will run in the steeplechase with Duncan Hamilton. And Colby Wilson will compete in the pole vault on Wednesday at 5.30. The women's qualifiers for Montana State. Elena Carter out of Helena Capital. She'll compete in the 100-meter hurdles, the 100 meters, and the long jump. Lucy Corbett, who has the fourth-best high jump in the region, will compete in that event on Saturday. Morgan Evans, a Great Falls product, will also compete in the 100-meter hurdles with Elena Carter. And then Alex Hellenberg will compete in both the triple jump and the pole vault. University of Montana side, six athletes headed to the regional meet, including a couple who will compete for the last time as Montana Grizzlies. Brett Yankee, one of the best throwers Montana has seen, he's into the regional for the third time in his career, and he's uh, looking to improve on some of his already existing uh, school records. Yankee, the school record holder in the uh, indoor shot put, outdoor shot put, and outdoor discus. And uh, he'll compete in the discus Friday. Matt Ward, who's also a thrower, he's a hammer thrower, uh, he'll compete in uh, that event on Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. This is all in Fayetteville, Arkansas, by the way, out in the University of Arkansas campus. Evan Todd, a Kalispell native, he'll compete in the Javelin on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Tanessa Morris, the Big Sky champion for the UM women, will compete in the Hammer Throw, and that takes place Thursday, 9 a.m. Joel Mendez, the lone runner in the field for the Grizz, he'll compete in the steeplechase along with uh, Duncan Hamilton and Levi Taylor of MSU. And then Matt Hockett, he'll compete in the Men's Javelin. So a lot of male throwers headed to the NCAA West Regional for the University of Montana track team, and a whole bunch of athletes, period, heading to Fayetteville, Arkansas for the MSU women's team. So there you go. It's a River City Runners, presented by Zootown Sports Cards. Go check out new Zootown Sports Cards' new shop, 2100 Stevens Avenue, Suite 102, right there in the Stevens Center. All our collectible needs, Zootown Sports Cards. It's got you handled. How about some NBA? We'll talk the ins and outs of what's going on, including the return of the once and mighty Golden State Warriors. They have refound the heart of the champion. How did they do it? NBA playoffs. After this, keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, 
You can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today. Or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The field is set for the state track and field championships as divisional meets across Montana played out over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. At the Western AA Divisional in Missoula, the Sentinel boys have the inside track for a third straight state championship. The Clump Twins helped carry the Spartans to a narrow team victory over Kalispell Glacier. Drew Clump, who will play football at the University of Montana next year, won the 110 hurdles and placed second in the 300-meter hurdles. Tanner Clump, who will run cross-country and track at Minnesota next year, placed second in the two-mile and third in the mile in a very competitive field. Other divisional champions from Sentinel included Carson Bites in the 200, Brady Kolenditch in the 400, Colin Shawls in the 800, and Danny Sermon in the discus as the Spartans outlasted Glacier by 1.5 points. The Sentinel girls won the state titles in 2018 and 2021, but Helena High won the Western AA Divisional for this season. Sentinel was second. Helena standout senior Odessa Zentz, who will run at National Powerhouse Northern Arizona next year, posted victories in the 200, 400, and 800 meters, helped the Bengals to 150 54 points, 63 more than the Spartans. Helena's Kylie Hartnett, who's bound for Utah next year, won the two-mile and placed second behind Hellgate's Kenzie May in the mile. Sentinel senior Brooks Stainer won the long jump and took second in the 100-meter hurdles to pace the Spartans. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. If you've been watching on TV and or the uh, new ESPN Montana app, you'll notice that I have a giant head. I've always had an affinity for big head Todd and the monsters because, well, you know, he's got a giant head too. Welcome back to Honest Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for kicking it with us here on your Monday. Hope you're having a phenomenal start to your week. We're rocking out here. A tease for a little later on in the week. I was saying we had some senior spotlight subjects coming up, but I couldn't tell you who until I confirmed with said interview subjects. But this is fun. Wednesday's show will lead with our latest senior spotlight. Chase Williams, a senior at Missoula Sentinel. A kid, I can't wait. I shouldn't call him a kid because I'm pretty sure that this guy's going to be the president of the United States someday. I can't wait to get this guy in studio. He was a phenomenal football player for the Spartans the last couple of years. Phenomenal basketball player as well. Uh, we can we can sort of see eye to eye because we see eye to eye. Both about six one and had to play center for our varsity basketball teams because no one else could. Uh, but that's not what I'm so excited to have Chase Williams in for. Every coach I have talked to down at Missoula Sentinel, 
every administrator I've talked to say that this kid is the smartest young person they've ever been around. You want evidence? Well, I'm pretty sure Chase Williams aced both of the standardized tests that he took. I can't be fully quoted on that, but I'm pretty sure he got perfect scores on the SAT and the ACT. You want more proof? The dude's headed to MIT. I've never known anybody that's gone to MIT. (laughs) The Massachusetts Institute of Technology is... I don't know, is is it the most prestigious non-Ivy League school in the country? It's certainly one of the hardest math and engineering schools on the earth. Like, if you go to MIT, you will have a unbelievable job waiting for you (laughs) upon graduation. So I'm very excited to have Chase in the studio, and that will kick off our show on Wednesday. So it should be uh, a pretty fun one. Let's talk some NBA the NBA playoffs is rolling right now. The Eastern and Western Conference Finals. And uh, I actually would say that the Conference Finals to this point have been completely unpredictable. The Miami Heat have an unlikely 2-1 to lead over the Boston Celtics. The Golden State Warriors have a completely unlikely 3-0 lead over the Dallas Mavericks. I thought Game 3 in Dallas was going to be a shoe-in Mavericks win. I didn't think they would roll, but I thought that they would win the game because I just think that, you know, you lose two in Oakland, you just got to figure out a way to punch through that first game in your home court, and the Mavs just couldn't buy a bucket for long stretches in the game. More than anything, the Warriors have recaptured it, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But I want to talk first about the series that continues tonight, 6.30 p.m. on ABC, the Heat versus the Celtics. And uh, I, I don't really know who had the Heat up 2-1. I know there's been some some circumstances here. Game one, Marcus Smart and Al Horford both did not play for the Celtics. So that's down two starters. Yet the Heat had a statement and convincing win. Game two... The Celtics get one back, but then game three over the weekend in the Boston Garden, which is one of the best home court advantages in all of sports, Miami just strolls in there and and bounces the Celtics again. So not going to say backs against the wall completely for the Celtics, but it's a big game tonight. And the Heat, they just haven't gotten any respect all year. We've been sitting here talking our way all the way around. You know, how did the Heat become the number one seed? Why are they in the position they're in? Well, here they are now, and they have a lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. Andrew Houghton, our producer, joins us now. I mean, what have you thought of this? Because I, I do think it's interesting. For, first of all, I think it's a great combination when you have a coach who can't get any respect and a player who can't get any respect. That's what the Heat got in Eric Spolster and Jimmy Butler. But uh, it's also just been so interesting to see all the different tacks that uh, the Heat have used to sort of fluster the Celtics. Yeah, it's been a really interesting series. It's sort of a great demonstration of uh, the power of availability this late in the season and the uh, the sort of power of knowing what you're going to do, of knowing what you're going to get from every player on the court because everybody on your team is bought in. That's what's been most impressive to me for the Heat so far this series. And, you know, Coulter, I think this... 
Well, I think this is a must-win game for the Celtics tonight because you don't want to be down 3-1 going back to Miami, of course. This series has been a lot closer. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a couple plays away from being 2-1 Celtics, right? Uh, but Miami, in those moments, and we saw it in Game 3, you know, you lose the second game at home, you're going back into Boston, like you said. Tough place to play. Miami nearly choked away a big, big lead in that game. Jalen Brown uh, made some huge shots late in that game. They cut it to one at one point. Miami just knows that they can depend on everybody on the floor. Max Struess was the guy hitting big shots down the stretch for Miami in that game. Kyle Lowry, uh, recently back from an injury, made a huge play stealing an inbounds late in that game. Another guy that's just been underrated his whole career. Well, I was going to say, they don't have a coach and one player who's been <laughs> underrated. True. I mean, Bam Adebayo, nobody talks about him. Yeah. I mean, Tyler Hero is the most famous person on their team, and he's, what, the fourth best player? Hero, by the way, is likely going to be out tonight. Jimmy Butler was questionable coming into tonight, but he will play. I do think this is so interesting, too, because I think that the national pundits and I think the national narrative around the Heat, it centers upon not giving them any respect because they don't play modern-day NBA basketball. They don't. Their two best scorers are Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero. Those two guys have to work pretty hard to get their own shot. Otherwise, they have to get everything in the flow of their offense. They don't have anybody that can break you down off the dribble. They don't have anybody that can break down your defense. But at some point, when does that not matter? Like, we could say this is a huge flaw of this team. They're like two wins away from going to the finals for the second time in three years, and it's been the same team. Yeah, it's really shocking because we expect things to make sense at the NBA at the end of the NBA season, or at least for there to be a narrative in hindsight that makes sense where we look back at the end of the season and say, of course, that's why this team won, even if it wasn't at all clear in the middle of the playoffs. And to be, to be very clear, we are, we are enjoying a playoffs here where it has been less clear sure. who's going to emerge at the end uh, than I think of uh, any year in recent memory. Part of that is because um, several of the best players in the world are not in the playoffs. LeBron James, Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, so on. That's absolutely right. And, you know, I think that's what's going to be the narrative if the Heat do make it to the playoffs, right? In the, the finals, in this yeah, year where right. so many superstars got knocked out or weren't even in it, of course it's going to be beneficial to have a team, a tight-knit group of guys who play well together and are well-coached. I think that's going to be the narrative that a lot of people are going to settle on. But I think, you know, uh, this the, the success of this Heat team is pretty inexplicable. But, I mean, it's just you just have to keep winning. Well, I think that this is the thing that annoys me about basketball the most is somewhere along the lines with all of the infiltration of spacing and the three-point shot and analytics and all of that, which are all incredibly impactful and, and worthy of at least mentioning when it comes to analyzing basketball and the NBA, we forgot about the intangibles. The Heat are just, they have a bunch of dudes that know how to win. They do. They're tough. The Celtics are the one of the toughest teams in the league. The Heat are tougher. That's a that's a strong statement, but it's true. Jason Tatum was looking like he was knocking on the door of, of taking the throne. I mean, the last two games of that uh, Eastern Conference semifinals series, the dude looked like he was about ready to say, I am the number one player in the NBA. I am the best player in the world. Well, 
I know he he dinged his shoulder the other day, but they have been just ragdolling him and making it incredibly hard on him. And I guess what I'm getting at is that, one, we underrate certain things like belief and heart and toughness, but also if the Celtics are going to reemerge and win this series, it's going to take a full-force effort. It's not going to be pretty, but the Heat are going to make them work for it. It's going to be a knockdown dragout. Which is exactly what the Heat want. That's right. Yeah, a couple points here, Coulter. First of all, I, 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 I have to stop myself from making these judgments about players and teams in the middle of the series. Right. Because how far away? We're, we're 48 minutes away from Jason Tatum being the savior of the world again. Oh, if he has a good sure. game tonight and, you know, drags this series back to 2-2, the narrative is going gonna, is gonna to flip so quickly. And I, we've seen so much of that in these playoffs. I mean, people were burying the Celtics when they lost Game 5 in Milwaukee and, and praising Giannis. And suddenly that flipped with with uh, the last two games of that series, similar for the, the Suns-Mavericks. I mean, it's happened in every series. All these guys are good. Jason Tatum is completely capable of going for 45 tonight and completely switching that narrative. But I think when we're talking about the Heat, it's so difficult to, you know, pin the success of a team on those intangibles and that heart like we're talking about because we do have so many statistics now that can define the success of a team and and why teams do certain things well. But I think when you have a team like the Heat, when when, when none of that explains it, what you're left with is, is, yeah, I mean, they're doing something that doesn't show up in the statistics. Well, what is that? It is the intangibles. I mean, it, it's, sure. it comes down to being the simplest explanation. Well, I also think that this playoffs has shown us that, and this isn't this has been a, a lingering theme for the last half dozen years in the NBA, but the league now revolves around the three-point shot. But this playoffs has shown us that the three-point shot can hurt you more than it can help you. We have seen so many games in this playoffs where teams have just completely and utterly shot themselves out of games. Like game one of the Western Conference Finals, in the first half, I, I think it was actually in the first three quarters, 70% of Dallas's shots came from deep, and they missed all of them, and they got blown out. And I think that's what maybe the other thing that's so unconventional about analyzing the Heat. Jimmy Butler's the worst three-point shooting star, the, the worst three-point shooting elite scorer in the NBA. Well... Besides Russell Westbrook. Thank you. Russell Westbrook is the worst player in the league. He's the, like we were talking about the other day at home. Russell Westbrook's the only guy in the league left that's like actually bad. He's the only guy that plays that's actually bad. (laughs) But regardless, Jimmy Butler, he's not a good three-point shooter. It's why he has not been like a 28-point-per-game guy. He's more of like a 20 to 22-point-per-game guy. But I also think it gives you way less of this possibility to just go over. Yeah. Like and remember that remember the legendary game when Chris Paul was out and the Rockets shot like sixty threes against the Warriors? When they missed twenty seven straight or whatever it was. Twenty seven straight and it was just like the most slow, painful death ever. That was like the first sign of this of of the of the side effect of what has been this massive three point takeover in the league. Yeah, and you know, you brought up the Western Conference Finals here. I don't know if you watched game three last night. But that was all that Jason Kidd was talking about. You know, they have the end-of-quarter interviews now, or they play them yep. coming back from break, talking to the, the coach on the sideline. All he was talking about in the sideline interviews was, we have to get the ball in the paint. We have to touch the paint, or right. it's not a successful possession for us. Right. 
and they shot better than last night than they did in game one. But I think they've been dying by the three in that series. The Mavs have. I, I mean, they lost the game in which they shot well because I think they're just a little bit outmatched. They shot really well in game two and still lost it. But, you know, to, to hear a coach talking about that, it's like, yeah, we're, we're trying to take some of the randomness out of it. Or we're trying to get a better three-point shot at the end of it. But that was, you know, Jason, Jason Kidd was saying we need to get we need well, our feet to touch the paint on this possession. Well, that's because the Dallas Mavericks have exactly one player who can shoot threes efficiently that doesn't come off of a pass out of a double team. The whole rest of the team is just spot shooters. Luka Doncic is the only guy that can break you down off the dribble and actually hit a three. So Yeah, that series has kind of exposed that roster uh, a lot. And also uh, heightened Luka Doncic's prowess. On that note, Nuan is now ESPN Radio. The Golden State Warriors are inching closer to affirming what I think is one of the hardest things in all of sports to reattain. What is that dynamic? We'll tell you right after this. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I would love to know the origin of the name. Toad the Wet Sprocket. <laughs> Great band, though. You want us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Maybe the new ESPN Montana app, no matter how you're listening or watching. Thanks for being here. Go get that app in your life. Great way to consume this show, both live and archived, plus a bunch of other stuff coming for you throughout the rest of the summer into the fall. You can find everything from today's Nuanas Now. Whether it was the Montana Basketball Hour or high school and college track and field or NBA playoffs on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications as well as Sportsbet Montana and the Advocates. Breaking news, Montana head cross-country and track and field coach Clint May, who's only been at Montana just for a brief moment, has resigned and he's heading back to the high school coaching ranks. Uh, Clint May, actually, I guess, officially three years on, at the job at UM. Man, time flies. I was thinking more like two. But three years uh, as the cross-country coach, two years as the track and field coach, uh, at, taking over from Brian Schwain when he resigned. And uh, May now headed to Florence Carlton High School. Clint May, by the way, uh, one of the great high school coaches ever in Montana, period. 
He helped lead Bozeman High to nine consecutive boys and girls state cross-country championships in his 10 years at the helm at uh, Bozeman. So um, impressive. I mean, from 2008 to 2019, the Bozeman boys won the state championship every year, and the girls won it every year from 2007 to 2017. So Clint May had a dynasty there in Bozeman. Clint May out at Montana, in at Florence Carlton. So very interesting. Just a couple minutes left here, but I had one last thing to say about the Western Conference Finals. I think that uh, as Pat Riley so poignantly diagnosed during his time as the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, the only thing harder than winning a championship is winning another one, especially when you're the defending champion. But I think that the only thing that's harder than repeating and the only thing that's harder than having a run like the Golden State Warriors did where they won three championships in five years, the only thing harder than that is losing that, losing the heart of a champion, losing that championship pedigree, and then finding it again. And the Warriors have done it. I think it's one of the best stories right now in sports. And they didn't do it by signing a whole bunch of dudes. No, they kept their core guys together. They have reframed Clay Thompson's role because of his injuries. They have steadfastly stuck with Steph Curry and believed that he is one of the great players on this planet. And he played like it this year when he was healthy. And somehow, someway, they have kept the junkyard dog, Draymond Green, between the rails. Who would have ever thought? I think when Draymond Green was first making waves in the NBA, people thought that it was maybe sustainable for a brief moment in time. Well, first of all, coming out of Michigan State, he was a second-round pick because people thought it wasn't sustainable at all. Then they thought maybe it was just a flash. Well, now Draymond's been doing it for a decade plus, and he is absolutely still one of the most impactful players in the NBA. And then if you ever want to doubt Steve Kerr, you ever want to doubt the Warriors' front office, they were getting killed during the offseason for trading D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins went from what the analytics said was the worst one-on-one defender in the National Basketball Association for a guy that played more than 20 minutes a game to one of the better defensive players in the league. And, oh, by the way, now he's crashing the offensive glass. Now he's ripping down rebounds. Now he is dunking on Luka Doncic. He looks like an all-star. Jordan Poole, D-League to the penthouse, one of the best bench scorers in the league. So if you ever doubted Steve Kerr's prowess as a coach, this is full evidence of that. The return of the heart of the champion to the Golden State Warriors with the same core, plus the development of some guys that nobody thought was ever going to be any good. It's amazing to watch. It's amazing to see. Thanks for being with us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. We'll be back at it tomorrow. we got a business angle with Justin Angle. we got some Treasure State stars and much, much more. We'll see you then, 4 p.m. Have a great Monday evening. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 